it's good to be back at Vineyard. There's no doubt about it. Just have my beautiful family here as well. I think um, three of them are out at Sunday school. So, Jeremy, thank you. Uh, and Anita, just love what you're doing here. Just the presence of God this morning. You sense that? Worship is so precious. And uh, I have the honor of sharing God's word with you today. And uh, I want us to turn, if you're able, it will be on the screen, I believe, to Book of John. John chapter 14, at verses 5 and 6. John 14, verse 5 and 6. I have matured, so I wear these spectacles also. So it's a sign of uh, maturity. Wisdom. Thank you, Jeremy. And uh, just, it's always an honor to bring God's word, and I'm expected that he would speak to us, each of us, where we're at, and um, that he'd minister life to us. Father, we just pray for your precious anointing today. We ask for the flow of your spirit. Lord, we ask that indeed that we'll be influenced by you, and uh, Lord, that we would not remain the same. I thank you, Lord, that you are in the business of transformation. We just receive your transformation today by your spirit. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. John 14, just give me a moment. Verses 5 and 6. So the context here is uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And uh, Thomas is one of those. And it's talking about salvation, talking about uh, the kingdom, talking about heaven, talking about rewards. And so Thomas asks a question and Jesus brings a reply. It says here, Thomas says in verse 5, Lord, we do not know where you're going in regard to salvation, reward. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's got to be one of my favorite verses. I've got to stop saying that because there's so many. But Jesus just packs the punch, doesn't he? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I think it's fair to say that the underlying message of Jesus would be this. To Thomas asking the question, how do we get there and what direction do you give us to get there? Jesus' reply is simply, Thomas, it's not so much about me giving you direction and which way to go. It's about me giving you revelation about who I am. And so we know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Contrary to popular opinion, there is only one way. There's not a myriad of ways. There's not multiple ways. There's not a few ways. Now, Jesus came to earth. He didn't come to add a flavor to the smorgasbord of paths to God. He didn't line up against the Muslims and the Hindus and the Buddhists and the do-goodists. He didn't just line up beside them and say, look, here's another flavor for you folk who don't like the taste of that one. He didn't line up next to those people. He said, I'm different. I am the way. There is no other. Abrasively, offensively, insensitively, divisively, Jesus makes no apology for saying, I am the only way to heaven. He didn't even pull his faithful 12 aside and say, look, fellas, what do you think about this for a one-liner? What do you reckon? Do you think this is fine? He didn't even bother to consult his best friends. He just said it. And it doesn't matter if it offends or if it upsets, Jesus just said it because he's the master. He's the one, he's the carrier, he's the essence of truth. Now, it's fascinating to me how the same words can have a totally different effect on different groups of people. 
So that sort of a statement right there will utterly offend a lot of people. It will be abrasive to them. They can't handle it. They can't digest it. But yet to another whole group of people, those same words are like sweet honey. Have you noticed that? That the word of God is paradoxically effective. It's a seeming contradiction. The same words to some, they cannot stand it and they'll say, go away. To another, they'll say, bring it on. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. It's clear, it's uncomplicated, it's undiluted, and it is life-giving. God makes no apology for what he says. He doesn't consult our feelings. He wants liberty. And so it's the same sun that uh, melts ice, hardens clay. It's the effect of God. It will have what it will have on different folk. And in Matthew uh, 21, 44, in response to Jesus being the chief cornerstone, it says here, I hope it's on the screen, all that big words. Can we get that next one up? Matthew 21, 44. He talks about this paradoxical effect of his word. To some, whoever falls on this stone will be broken. But on whomever it falls, they'll be crushed. The same word, the ancient rock of ages, will either allow us to fall upon him and be broken and submissive, or he will grind people to powder. He makes no apology for who he is. He just asks us to respond in a way that would benefit us. And I think it's just helpful at the beginning of a new year to come again to the foundational truths that will set us free. We have to be standing on a solid rock this year. We must make sure we're standing not on shifting sands, but on the truth of God's word, no matter how it might feel or how it is perceived. God makes no apology, and he asks us to be honest in our way, the way we receive it. And the truth, of course, in our text is Jesus. He is the way this year. He's the truth this year, and he is the life. Jesus is true north. I want to talk to you from the subject of being true north today. And Jesus' nature as the true north of the true bearing to find our way through this life. These uh, smartphones are incredible, aren't they? Most of us have them. Even half smart people like me appreciate the smartphone. It's amazing how much you can load onto these things. It's incredible. How many things you could put onto it is quite phenomenal. Our, my kids are good at showing me how many useless games you can fit on one device. I mean, there's one, there's a new one on there every day. They can be loaded with useful apps and useless apps. Everyone say amen. amen. I mean, there's so many useless apps out there, isn't there? I mean, they've got a use, apparently, but the purpose is questionable. I found three of the most ridiculous ones I could just for the entertainment. There's one called SMTH. So the purpose of that app is that you get together with your mates and you throw it in the air and it records how high you can throw your phone. So it's great unless it uh, hits the rock on the way down. SMTH, of course, stands for Send Me to Heaven. So that's an app you might want to download this afternoon. Useless. There's the iShaver Pro. You can pretend to shave yourself or prank on your friend. And you can also milk a cow, apparently, with an app. So I'm sure you could find even worse than that. But there's useless apps. And then there's useful ones. There's a useful one in my estimation is the compass. And so, you know, the old fashioned, north, south, east, west, you can download that on your phone. Many would argue in the city, I guess, that that is useless because why? 
They don't need it. There's three reasons why maybe city folk or even us in our modern age today, we don't tend to need the basics of north and south, east and west. There's three reasons we'd say that I want to pick up and give us an insight today as to why we all might think that we don't need the basic app of a compass. The first one is, I know my way. I'm familiar. I know the way down Folkestone Street, and I know you turn up Maryland, and I know you go down Connor. I know my way, so we don't need basic instructions. We don't need it, because we know. That's the first reason you might regard it as useless. The second is, even if you don't know your way around, there's signs, there's a street sign that'll point you to McDonald's. When you're starving, there's the big M. I have a sign, I'm not lost. It's only two minutes to Macca's. We have signs, thankful for signs. And the third one, the third reason we would argue that the compass is a useless app is that we also have the GPS. We have the beautiful lady or man inside your phone that will tell you exactly where to go. If Politely. Politely. It saved a lot of marriages. I'm thankful for that. You know, back in the day, the Refidex and whatever, are you yeah, just tension. But now we take it out on the phone. So we have three reasons. I know my way. There's signs, and there's also the GPS. I don't need the basic direction of north and south. We don't need such basic counsel. And I think it's very telling in our culture that we're, we're too smart for basics. And it's worth thinking about that, that we are too smart for the most basic foundational things because we are now in this smart world of simulation, a simulated reality where we can just basically believe whatever we want to believe or we can get told whatever others want to tell us. And uh, it's very telling, I reckon, that a majority of people uh, wouldn't know which way is north, especially in the city. And if you follow that thought along, it's probably very true also that a lot of people don't know which way is up. There's just so much deception and distraction and a diverting away from the most foundational, basic truths. We're using this, of course, as an analogy to talk about the deception and the leading away from the most basic things that we as believers must anchor ourselves to. There are some basics that we must stand upon in days of deception. So just like people, the, the phone that you hold in your hand is loaded with apps, which is, I'm not a tech head, but I know how it works. There's software on hardware, that's, that's what it is. There's software downloaded on the hardware. So every truth that we ever perceive in this life has its origins in the ultimate, which is God. So God's words like that, this is hardware and inside it's software. The software is the revelation from heaven and this is the hardware. It's not a new thing, we also, we're living beings. We are hardware, some of us are harder than others. Just give your belly a poke. Am I hardware? I'm not sure. Uh, we are hardware and we're downloaded with software. We have within us the invisible data of heaven. We have this beautiful, invisible, created personality in each of us. There's nothing new under the sun. So the days that we're living in right now where we have software on hardware, we have programming inside a platform is not new. It's nothing new. There's just man's dim effort to try and uh, recreate that which is in fact heavenly. 
Bibles are a giveaway item. Like this one might have cost a bit more. It's fancy, might have been $25 or $30, but you can give these away. They're not valuable as such as a vessel, but what they contain is beyond measure valuable, priceless, and unlimited in its value. So our phones may hold hundreds of apps and supposed, supposed applications for life, but the Bible is the original source of applications for life. So within the Word of God are revelations that you need in order to live. And the good thing is none of them are useless. There's no milk a cow deals on here. There's no throw your phone to heaven deals on here. It's actually applications that will help you to live the God life. So 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man and woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The paraphrase for that would be that there's applications for every part of our lives in the Word of God. Now that being said, did you know that this Word has a compass in it? Yeah, it does. Just pick it up and have another look. Yes, that is a compass. I'll tell you, I'm not lying. If you hold this Word flat, true, and honestly, with integrity and humility, guess what? This will point north. I guarantee it will. You hold it crooked, it won't point north. You read the Word of God with a tilted agenda, it can point any way you like. But if you hold the Word of God honestly and openly, with a humble heart, I guarantee you it will point north. It's the beauty of a compass. If it's a level, it will point north. If it's not, it won't. And these are days where we have to be humble enough to hold his word and actually read it to say what it says without interpreting it for our comfort. Amen. The word of God has to be held level. I don't come toward the word of God with my preconceived agendas for what I want it to say. I'll read it honestly and let it say what it will. The word of God points to Jesus. He is true north. All through the word, 66 books, point to Jesus. Anyone who studies the Bible seriously knows that everything, everything, everything points to Jesus. From Adam right through, there's, a, there's an arrow that points to the King of Kings, the last Adam. So north on a map is always up. It's helpful for us, isn't it, with this analogy that Jesus is up. We're on an upward journey towards salvation. We're on an upward journey to, be, to, to the realization of physically being with the King. So we're headed that way as pilgrims of Christ. We're headed north. We're not headed south. We're not headed sideways. We're headed up. We're heading toward his very best for our lives. This will all come together in a moment. But just like a lot of people will disregard the useful Compass app on our phone, so many believers, and I really feel strongly about this, so many believers disregard the basic app of God's Word as a compass to get you where you need to go. They disregard it and say, that's just too basic. Let's move on from Jesus. Let's just dabble in this or dabble in that. There's no deeper or more needed teaching than Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. How common is it now to have Christianity my way? That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. There is no deliverance in Christianity your way. It's Jesus' way or not at all. We know, don't we, that one degree off over a lifetime can lead you to hell. 
one degree off over a lifetime can lead you to total disorientation and lostness. That's why we have to have north. That's why you have to have Christ as your sole focus in this life. Christianity, your way won't fly. Jesus is not an accessory for you to carry around like a handbag. He's not a badge for you to wear like a bit of Christian bling. He is the King of Kings and He has to have preeminence in our life. He has to be the sole source of our focus. It's no news to most of you, deception is rampant. It is rampant. And we must have our bearings on Christ. So the ancient compass of Christ alone and as deemed as unessential is sometimes uh, um, allotted that place for the same reasons as we would disregard the compass on our phone. The first one is, I know my way. We should stop talking about Jesus. That's basics, you know. Jesus, meek and mild, come to Jesus. That's just basics. Let's move on. I know my way. I don't need to always be referencing myself to Jesus because I know my way. Don't you know I've been a Christian for 80 years? I know my way to church. I know my way to the pew. I've got my special seat. I know those songs. I know what to do. I know how to be a good believer. I know how to shake hands and say, bless you. I know all the Christianese. I know my way. That is a deception that we must make sure we're not falling into. Knowing your own way is not the way to follow Christ. The know-it-all attitude, we have to make sure we're dealing with that. Can I encourage you at the launch of 2023 to trade in your religious practice for a fresh relationship with Jesus? I do not care how many years that you've been following him. It might be decades. Throw away your experience and your ability to say, I know it all. You don't know it all. Humble yourself. Humble myself and say, I don't know, Lord. This is a new year. I don't know the way. Christianese won't save me. Getting to church every week won't save me. It's not a rut. It's a relationship. And I feel the Lord's just calling us afresh into a relationship this year. Decades of Christian Christianese or religiosity won't get us where we need to go. Maybe it's time for us to pull out the map again. Pull out the compass again and just get that fresh bearing. There it is. There's north. Actually, I was a couple of degrees off. There's north. That's good. Let's make sure we're in tune. So beware of I know my way. And believe me, we can all feel it fall into that. Low expectation, low anticipation. That's a sense that maybe we need to deal with the I know my way religious mindset. So the second one that we might argue we don't need the basics of always putting our bearings upon Christ again. The basic message is that we have signs. You know, if we're unsure, there's always signs around the place. And I'm thankful for signs. Not just the McDonald's signs. We're five kids. We're always looking for a break. (laughs) But I'm thankful the Ipswich Road sign, the Milton Road, and the airport signs when you feel like you're lost. I'm thankful for those. Signs are good. Signs are great in the city and in life. But there's something about signs that we have to be very cautious about. Very cautious about following the signs that come up in front of us. And that is this. I've discovered that there's something about human nature. If we've already made a decision to follow our own fancy, it doesn't matter. You'll always find a sign that will justify it. 
you can always find a sign that can justify your feelings. Don't live your life being directed by signs because signs are aplenty. I've lost a spark in my marriage. Maybe it's a sign I better upgrade. That's a dangerous, dangerous thing. The spark's gone, the love's gone. Maybe that's a sign I made a mistake and the Lord is calling me out of this marriage and into the new deal. Watch out for signs, church. A KFC ad comes on telly. It's a sign. Jump in your car. Off you go. Get some greasy sugar. Is that a sign? It can be a sign if that's what we already desire. Signs are aplenty. And us as believers, we're not sign driven by the world's signs I'm talking about. There's a place for signs, of course. God's the master. He can pop a sign. But if your main source of direction is by waking up in the morning and just seeing um, you know, which way the wind's blowing and just taking that as a sign, feelings will get you nowhere near the will of God. Uh, our feelings will not lead us toward God's best for our lives. And I'm asking you as God's people at the launch of this year not to be led about by signs. Signs will take you maybe where you didn't really want to go. You thought you wanted to go there, but you didn't really. Watch out for signs. And the third one, of course, is the GPS. I don't need a compass because I've got the GPS. Even if I'm in the unfamiliar territory, there's no way I know where I'm going. And there's not a sign to be seen. Guess what? We can pull out the app that will tell us where to go. It's a relief, isn't it, for our marriages, of course, firstly, that we can have someone else to put the blame on when we have to do U-turn after U-turn. It's a relief to have that. And it's good to have that satellite view to tell us where to go. But we're talking about spiritual things here as well. How many times do we rely on direction in life from lofty counsel outside of us. Professors in a university, celebrities on TV. Let's think about it. People of influence with lots of money, that talking through the airwaves, that, that talking through influence in our communities, in our world. There are lofty ideas and opinions that actually influence every decision we'll make unless we are on guard as these people. There is a spirit of the air who is consistently pushing propaganda into you and I to get us off true north. And I'll say that with absolute conviction. There is an agenda against you to sway you from the cause. And if we just blindly accept the yappering of people in high places to direct us down any street, we are sadly, we're headed for a sad place. God has called us as his people to make sure we're sharp enough to shut down the voices that are directing us off the path. There are many voices in the world today. You know exactly what I'm speaking about. Television. We treat it like it's always been, but it hasn't always been. It's a new deal. Tell a vision. Tell a vision. There's propaganda coming through your screens day in and day out, and we are called to be people of wisdom. The stuff that is coming through the airways will not lead you to true north. Surprise, surprise. If the spirit of the air is operating in the world, his agenda is to get you off true north and to take you down a path that will be less than God's best. Let's not be silly and be unawares of the reality of this agenda. 
The spirit of the air is actively working against the saints of Jesus. So I guess I just want to encourage you today to make sure that we're not sort of apathetically looking at his word and the basic truths of Jesus being Lord and Saviour and falling into the idea that it's good enough to just follow your nose. I've been around Christianity for 64 years. I know how to do it. That right there, you've got to reject that. It's a new day. It's a fresh moment. And God wants to lead you with fresh, fresh revelation. You don't know your way. Can you make that confession today? I'm asking you to do business with God. I don't know the way, Lord. I don't know the way. I want you to show me. Let's reject that. Let's also reject the signs that pop up in front of us. Most of them are from hell, I think. They just pop up. Oh, that looks like a relief. Let's go there. Drugs, whatever you like. Um, sex outside of marriage. Um, pursuit of money. are all signs that somehow can divert us off God's very best. And let's be aware to reject the lofty counsel that comes through people in high places. There's a lot of that going on right now. Lofty advice that will tell you what to do and how to live. As God's people, we must be boldly resistant to these agendas and learn to live with Jesus as our true north. The trouble with being dictated to by one, two, and three, my way, signs, and the GPS, is that it won't take you up. As we're stuck on this planet which is spinning around, if we're taking on the counsel of my own wisdom and the signs and the advice of people in lofty places, it'll only ever lead you east and west. And after a while, if you go east, west, east, west, east, west for long enough, guess what? You'll drift south. You can't keep it up. And that's what people, that's what happens to people. They go east, west, east, west, just from the directions of man, and they end up spiraling south. And south equals hell, north equals God's very best. Let's not be deceived to think that we can attain or get to God's very best just by flurrying this way and that. Let's start the year off by rejecting these agendas. Make sure we're focused on Jesus. There's so much deception and so much sway. I just can't help but say that. I'll say it again. There is so much deception and so much sway in the world today. It's time for us to be mature believers and make sure our bearings are on Jesus. That's the safest deal that you can ever have. Listen to your pastor, but listen to Jesus through your pastor. If he's not talking Jesus, he's not doing his job. Jesus is the main deal. It's so offensive, the message of Christ, isn't it? But it's so liberating. The most attractive message in the world is the message of Christ. There's only one way. That's so offensive. But don't stop saying it just because it hurts people's feelings. That's not love. True love will present God's truth without watering it down. The muddy muck of our cultural climate you know, half-truths, fake news, woke agendas, political correctness, you know the deal. It could seem like, what's the point of bringing something so black and white in amongst that? It won't work. In fact, it will work, and that's exactly what's required in the climate that you and I are living in right now. Cancel culture and all the agendas that are at play in the world today, I'll be very careful how I say this sort of thing, but there are agendas in the world today 
And the answer to those agendas to sway us to a fake north is to just remain on the true north. Cancel culture. I hope you're aware of it. It's very real. The shutting down of anyone who has an alternative view, very dangerous. And there's, let's be honest, there's some wacky stuff out there that you need to put on the shelf. And you must put on the shelf. But shutting down of any alternative view is a spirit from hell. It's an antichrist agenda. Have you ever thought, just think about for a moment, the things that we believe. We believe Christ is coming back on a white horse to judge the living and the dead. That's pretty out there. That's pretty ultimate. And if it gets real enough on our lips, it will be attempted to be shut down. And that's what the spirit of the air is doing, shutting down anything alternate in order to shut down the ultimate message. I'll leave you with this thought. If Christ was on earth today, I'd love to see it. Wouldn't you? But I wonder if Jesus would have maintained a Twitter account. I'm just putting that out there. Would he have maintained a YouTube or a Facebook account? A person of such influence saying things like, there is a heaven and there is a hell, he would have all types of voices coming against him and say, Jesus, you just can't say that, Israel fall out. You just can't say that because it's too abrasive. If Jesus was around, what would he do? Would he tone down the message in order to maintain his Twitter account or would he continue to blaze? I hope you know the answer to that. He would not tone down the message which is rooted in love. Although it hurts, it's what sets people free. And although the truth hurts for us, maybe you're thinking about doing something really stupid and the Lord's spoken to you about it today because it's not right. As much as it hurts, it liberates. And that's the message of Christ. Let's present Jesus to our world, to our family, undiluted. And let's receive him undiluted. Let's not just go buy a cheap compass from Prices Plus and hold it crooked and think that that's the way. We've got to get the honest view and the honest direction from our God. Truth doesn't need protecting. It needs projecting. Jesus knew that. You don't have to protect truth. You just have to project it and receive it. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Let's pray. Father, we just ask you to lead us into this year afresh. Lord, we just ask you to lead us into this year with boldness. Father, we just ask you to lead us into this year with truth. Lord, we just reject the temptation to be led about by feelings and religious practice and led about by signs of our own fancy. Lord, we just reject the idea to be led about by lofty counsel, people in high places trying to tell us what to believe and what to do. Father, we reject that. And Lord, we embrace your counsel. Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord. Maybe you need to say that to God today. You know, you've been following Christ. You are his, you know that, but you need to make the fresh confession this year. Jesus, you are Lord. You are the boss. You are the one that I bow to. No man, no woman, reject the fear of man and embrace the fear of God. Father, we just thank you for your counsel today. We thank you for just instilling in us afresh a new respect and honor for you. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Church, would you stand with me for a moment? I just want to ask anyone who's here today who hasn't, made a commitment to follow Jesus to do that today.
just in God's presence. Let's just honor the presence of God. He's, he's right here today. He's doing business in people's hearts and lives. Does anyone here that needs to get right with God? You never have made a commitment to follow Jesus and you want to follow Him. Can I invite you to make that approach toward Him today? His arms are open. You want to say yes to Jesus. Would you just signal to me with your hand? I'm not going to embarrass anyone here today. Just signal to me with your hand if you want to follow Jesus. You want Him to be your Lord. Anyone here? Yes. See that. You want to make Jesus Lord. Let's make him our Lord. Let's make sure he's not just an accessory we pull out on Sundays. He is the Lord. Let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, I love you for who you are. You've loved me. And I receive your love. I receive your correction. I receive your counsel. I believe you are the compass that will lead me home. You are true north, and I choose to follow you. No matter how hard it gets, you are Lord, and you are good, and I surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand up. Thank you.